I'm Matt Knotts. And I'm Chris Lindstrom. And we are the co-founders of the Lunchador Podcast Network, your home for amazing and wide-ranging podcasts in Rochester. With shows like Anomaly Presents, Behind the Glass, the Level Up Coffee Podcast, Punches and Popcorn, Just Can't Not, and of course, Food About Town, we celebrate the people, places, and things that make Rochester a fantastic place to live. We have more shows joining the network soon and offer remote and in-person recordings and video too. We're excited to bring distinct and diverse voices together on one network. Follow Lunchador on social media to catch new episodes as soon as they release and stay tuned for exciting news about new shows and how to support them. Lunchador, celebrating Rochester's creativity through the magic of podcasting. Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm Wade Reed. I'm Aaron Pescucci. And this week we're going to have a really fun couple of conversations. We have a topic that like makes sense, right? But doesn't seem all that prevalent in coffee anywhere. Um, at least people don't talk about it. We see it everywhere, right? So this week we're going to tackle uh, coffee and photography. Uh, how they make sense, why they make sense, right? Yeah. So how you feeling about it, Aaron? Uh, I'm excited, you know, having a little photography background, I have to agree. Like I never really considered what we were looking at and it was interesting to go through and intentionally look at these photos. It's definitely one of those like, uh, fish in water kind of things. Cause yeah. it's everywhere. Everyone's using photography. Everyone puts a big emphasis on photography. You go on any coffee website, um, social media, all of it, like photography, photography, photography with coffee. Well, and even, you know, people who are enthusiasts, they're all trying to do this now because they want to post on their Instagrams and stuff what they're drinking and they don't want to just have some crappy photo. No, they want to kind of, I know what I'm doing through uh, their images and such. Yeah, well, and I exactly. Mean, I mean, also like if you're traveling to a new city, hi, I'm producer Chris Lundstrom. Um, and if you're traveling to a new city and you're trying to find a coffee shop, it's so easy now to... I can evaluate how many places now just by looking at the design of the place and looking how they display their stuff. And I'll have a decent idea of who they are. But that's how important photography is for me. Anytime I'm traveling, I base my stuff originally on the pictures of the place and the pictures of their coffee. And as you can tell, we're getting set for a little uh, photo shoot ourselves right now. We have a special guest who we will be introducing here in just a few minutes. But we're going to start this one off with... uh, our recurring segment, Coffee Bag Reader. And this week, we actually have uh, a really special bag from Duck Rabbit Coffee. And it was from their collaboration with Stand Art Magazine. And Stand Art Magazine, I think, is an excellent, excellent example of how coffee and photography really marry extraordinarily well. They do some amazing photography in Stand Art. I know we're talking about them every week, but that's because we're always going back to it. Like, well, and it's dense too. So, you know, I get one every quarter essentially, and it takes a while to get through it. So, you know, you read a new article every, you know, other time we're doing this and uh, yeah, it's dense. It's excellent. So um, this duck rabbit coffee, um, the bag is super simple. It's just a white bag, right? And the front just has a logo, company name, uh, nothing else really, just duck rabbit and their their strange looking little mascot there. Uh, on the back, there's a sticker uh, that says that has one very vague paragraph about their collaboration with Stand Art. It really doesn't say much. It points to a website and to their Instagram. Uh, there's the producer name. It's this is coming from Edwin Norena. 
the origins Quindío, Colombia, which um, is going to come up later too. Um, that region is blowing up. It's a wonder, wonderful coffee region. Uh, the variety, this is really interesting, is is also on the bag. It's orange whoosh whoosh. <laughs> and I did not just make that up. That is a real coffee variety. Uh, and the process is a multi-stage carbonic maceration natural process. That uh, blew my mind. It th- That was really something. And then there are some tasting notes on the bag. And it says exotic and aromatic, bright, floral, tropical fruits, tart strawberry, black currant, and mandarin. Now, here's a, on the, also, uh, also on the back, there's a QR code, um, which goes to a website that has, again, like, Brands need to be using these QR codes. They're an excellent tool. And I think like this was another great example of that. But uh, it sounds amazing. Now, this is interesting. I didn't get to try this coffee. So, Aaron, did it live up? It was. And honestly, I was, you know, it came in my, you know, my magazine there. They have a little cardboard package there. And I saw it and the, the image was interesting. I thought it was really unique. But at the same time, it they could have done something a little bit more flashy. And so I wasn't that excited for it. It's um, literally my first note on yeah. the bag is it's boring. It's super boring. And like, as someone who puts boring coffee bags in the world, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an authority on this, right? So like my bags are boring and that's, it's mostly intentional. Cause I like to have like the personal touch. I want to, I want to give people a chance to ask about it. I don't want to have everything like, whoa, cool, flashy, like right up front. Like, I want to have that interaction or drive people to my website because that's where most of my sales are, right? Yep. So so I, w- I saw it and I initially was like, okay, another coffee. You know, I'm not going to be blown away or anything. I went to the website and I actually read through everything. It was a lot, um, but, you know, I like these QR codes. I think we're going to see them more popping up all the time. Yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary. You can't put everything on the bag. And... uh Then, you know, it was one of the coffees that I've had recently that really blew me away in terms of just being unique and really giving me something to uh, think about as I'm drinking it. And I then had to go and really look at that double maceration stuff to see what it was that I was tasting and why it was tasting that way. Sure. Yeah. So it was, you know, really fascinating and just lots of notes all over the place and really interesting to drink. Um, the other thing that I noticed is a lot of times if you get something like that, it fades, you know, as the coffee cools and it Absolutely, goes into yep. that normal, normal coffee taste. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think uh, we know what you mean. And it stayed that way all through cold and, you know, just like popping vibrant, all the like exotic, things that they you know they listed what like floral tropicals tart star all that stuff was still there yeah it was still there that's really and cool. uh you know i tend to drink my coffee slowly so i always get cold at the end and i don't mind um i like how it changes a lot yeah and this one was i could have just kept it cold lukewarm no ice or anything and it would have still been awesome that's i mean it's a great it sounds like it was a great experience of a coffee um in a in a package that didn't prepare you for that and another thing about this packaging like my other notes about it were it's a lot about the rarity of the coffee and then on mm-hmm. the website too they're talking all about the coffee itself they're talking about this process this variety and not much about the producer they do a nod to the fact that the producer is really well known for um 
these interesting ferments and interesting processing techniques. Mm -hmm. And then they talk more about the processing technique than they do about the producer. So um, I would like to see, and when I do, what I do put on the bottom of my bags is like the producer's name first, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to draw more attention. I would like to see brands draw more attention to the human aspect. But I guess if we're leaning into the idea of this being as unique as you described it was, yeah, then maybe like describing the coffee and, and giving people that like background on the coffee actually like makes sense in this instance. And, and even just saying that I'm like, uh, well, it, it's, it's tough because we want to entice customers to try this exciting stuff. And like, we want people to be thrilled about coffee. And this is the kind of coffee that could just blow people's minds and get them really into it. But when we're talking about it, we do want to get, we want to give the credit where the credit is due and the credit's always at the farmers. Exactly. And we, like, we have some sense of the work that's being done, but that's what I want to build in, in the average customer too. So, um, I was, I was a little conflicted about it. I was like, it's, it's, I'm all for boring bags, but like the information they do put on, I would have liked to see it shaded a little differently. Um, but I suppose when you have something like whoosh, whoosh, which they (laughs) discovered the same way they discovered Gesha. So it's like Gesha's cousin, basically. Like, Oh, it's yeah. a real thing. I thought it was just like, I thought they were renaming a varietal like a cannabis strain that's, and trying to be creative. So yeah. like, it's actually a really fascinating, <laughs> there's a whole timeline they link to from yeah. s- that stand art made of Woosh Woosh's slow integration into like uh, Western coffee roasters consciousness. Yeah. And it's in some ways sounds more fascinating than Gesha to me because it wasn't like this big hits the market. Everyone's in love with it. Cause we already did that with Gesha. Right. Right. But it sounds like it's just as interesting and it's got like, I forget off the top of my head is like nine phenotypes too. So like this orange one is an actual like mutation. Huh. Oh, and it can, yeah. Imagine nine kinds of Gesha. Oh, I really, <laughs> I really want to dive into this in a, in a future episode. I'm, Someday. I'm super excited. <laughs> we can't, All uh, we have to do is get like lots of these super rare varietals. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can get exactly. the orange whoosh whoosh episode. Yeah. <laughs> the orange, no, the, the pink whoosh whoosh. Yeah. Pink bourbon, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get into it someday, but we do have a guest here today. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will be introducing the one, the only Narada and Rad J. Riley. If you want to learn all about the diverse foods of Rochester and Buffalo and don't want to do the work, Nominate is made for you. Nominate runs events where you order a meal that feeds two people, packaged to go for $40, but the twist is you have no idea what you're getting until you pick it up. Each meal comes from one typically small minority-owned restaurant. We work with them to select dishes that best represent their cuisine and make sure you have a fun experience. We host events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer in Rochester in the neighborhood of play, the new home of Black Button Distilling on University Avenue, and in Buffalo at the fantastic Nowhere Lounge located in the heart of Kenmore. Drink pairings are available for sale at each event that work well with the food. Follow us on social media at Nominate Meals and go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event. Join the nomination! Smooth as you guys. 
All right. Thank you to Nominate Meals, uh, our sponsor. <laughs> and you just heard from our special guest, who I will introduce to you now. <laughs> Narada Riley, NRAD, is a photographer in Rochester, New York, who does it all. Scenery, portraiture, events, protests, products, journalism, the list will only grow. Uh, he's joining us today to talk about the unique relationship between coffee and photography, and I'm just going to let him tell you a little bit about himself first. So, uh, Narada, how'd you get into photography, and how'd that lead you to coffee photography? All right, I am Narada, NRAD. Website is call me NRAD. Call me NRAD. Plug in right away. That's it. Perfect. Quick, quick. That's why we're here. So, okay. So I got into photography because I was doing modeling and I hated how people took my pictures. What did you not <laughs> like about it? Like what was, what was hitting you? Just not having full creative control and <clears throat> seeing the angles I want and things like that. Yeah. They don't have my eye. So. Yeah. Huh. Essentially, photography all comes down to your eye, I believe. All right. Yeah. And you mean your eye for seeing the photo, not like your physical eyeball. I mean, if you want to get very specific, yeah, it's, yeah, it's your actual eye. <laughs> yeah. All your right. Colors don't don't look the same as my colors look through my eyes and things like that. Yeah. My sure. eyes are terrible. Half, you half, don't want my eyes if you're taking photos. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm half blind in an eye, so. Well, you guys got good taste buds. <laughs> that's it. That's the trade-off. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good trade-off. So but, then uh, you're modeling. You decide, I want to take my own pictures. So how did, what's like the next steps and how does it eventually get you to coffee? So I decided, so I worked with a couple of photographers. They were decent. And the, some of them were pretty good. But then I decided, okay, I'm going to get my own camera. But then 2020 happened. And then I started going out and taking pictures at protest. Sure. And uh, once I started doing the protest photography, a lot of people liked it. So it kind of made me aware that I was good at photography, um, according to other people, because yeah. I didn't believe that yet. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was just posting stuff on Instagram like that. And then people started contacting me saying, you know, you should maybe try to do this as full time or, you know, try to do this a little bit more seriously. So. Absolutely. I remember a lot of those shots. It, you were capturing a lot, a lot of things and not just the big flashy things. I mean, I remember moments at protests that probably nobody else remembers, but seeing them on your feed and it's such a, it's such a great thing to have commemorated because, you know, you forget just how long and how intense that struggle got. It was very, and it was, it was nitty gritty. It was some days, some nights, it was long and, and you did a great job. I, I really appreciate all of that content. I appreciate that. So, yeah. yeah. So with that, that ties back into a lot of people would contact me that used to live in Rochester and things like that. And you know what they saw in the news wasn't the same what they were seeing through my pictures. Yeah, not exactly. So, you know, that made me feel more comfortable. So then after that, I continued to pursue taking pictures Worked with someone that we both know, and uh, we got introduced to each other, me and Wade, and that's what got me into the coffee photography specifically, um, was actually working with Wade. And if you go to aporiacoffee.com, you'll see a lot of very beautiful shots. They are all Naradas. They are all NRAD photos. You'll see the little watermark in the bottom, call me NRAD, uh, and that's NRAD.com, right? <laughs> call, call me, me call NRAD.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know? So, yes. So, yeah, that's the journey right now. And then, you know, 
we've been doing our collaboration. So we got to work with a lot of different businesses around Rochester and I've expanded and just continued to take photos. Yeah. Shout out to happy gut. Shout out to swift water. We're drinking some swift water right now. Shout out to other half. Shout out to caramel bar. Shout out to Pop Rock. Oh my goodness. Uh, Holy cow. All the places. It goes on and on. Yeah, we've, I didn't yeah, realize all We're of those. always out there yeah. just trying to highlight new good stuff and doing That's another awesome. round with Happy Gut here soon. Really excited about that. We're still missing Shout out something. to Coffee People. Uh, we've, we've gotten in Coffee People zine a couple of times. Someday we'll submit something to Stand Art. Uh, well, we'll uh, yeah. maybe maybe we'll get you guys out for one of the uh, for one of the nominate events. Uh, yes, please. And we'll uh, maybe we'll do a highlight on uh, maybe do a coffee pairing for one of those. That's that'd be a whole bunch of fun. That, that would, would be great. Get Super you out fun. visiting one of the one of the small minority-owned restaurants we work with. That'd be that'd be so much fun to have you guys out for that. All right, really and, engaged. I mean, with name that. the date. Let's do it. Anything this, I could do to help. But th- this this is right. But this is this is doing you know collaboration the right way with the way. You know the way in Rod are doing it is like it's not about the one time. It's about it's about building relationships. It's about you know bringing people together and growing things in the way that they deserve to grow. But th- this is the work that everybody's putting in. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah, and it's and, been fun. And I mean, it's just it's how we became friends too. And like it's how you know all my kids know you. And absolutely, <laughs> like, it's uh love yeah. them, love them. It's <laughs> it's a oh Akimbo. How do yeah. we forget Akimbo? Oh, Shout yeah. out to Akimbo Books. As well. We uh we just did a project with them that's going in Coffee People Zine coming out end of this month. Yeah, real look soon forward now. to that. Uh, be a good one. And so this guy hustles. I want to see a you know behind the scenes shoot of you hustling around. I met you happenstance, and you were doing photos for Wade, and it was crazy to see you coming in and jumping all over stuff and just trying to get that perfect shot there. And that was the most interesting part of that photo shoot for me. And I, I hung out more than I should have for that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I appreciate it. You that were was at the roastery, right? Helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you no, know, you were. You were very helpful. Like, I mean, he's always throwing stuff in my hands. Like, here, hold this, hold that. And if and you've ever seen any behind-the-scenes NRAD photos, uh, some of that's me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but what I do love about the physicality is amazing. Like, right. you can tell this man, you know, he used to play basketball, right? You can tell he's been an athlete and he knows how to use his bit. body. It helps he's, you know... Tall as heck there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I use yeah. my height to my advantage. I try. It's good, been good right. angles. Good it's angles. Been good. Yeah, Great yeah, angles. Unique yeah. angles. Unique. Unique. So I I mean I always appreciate that. I think it was our very first shoot at Pop Rock when you were like laying out planking on one of your stools. Oh and goodness, I was I like, Oh, he's one. he's in it. Like he's doing this. And yeah. so he's yeah. about to fall always over, but that. he's gonna get the shot first. Oh, I yeah. have people hold my back up sometimes. <laughs> like, yo, can you just kind of push on my back to kind of like let me get some kind of pressure against me. It's crazy. Not but. not to hijack the show, but like speaking of athletes that became photographers, Randy Johnson, the oh, baseball yeah. pitcher. Oh, right. Yes. He's an NFL photographer now. Yeah. Really? He's like six, 10. Yeah. And he's <laughs> imagine like he's, angles. but he's like a professional photographer just because he loves it. Yeah. And that, I, I think that's the other thing is like when, uh, when I met around it for the first time, he came over with the behind the glass podcast. When he was featured in the gallery shout there, out, yes. shout out to Richard and Quad J um, doing uncles. their thing. Um, <laughs> they love it when you call them that too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and like the thing I remember is him walking in and starting setting up. And then I could hear the echo of the shutter the entire episode. And it was never, it was nonstop, but you know what? 
the pictures that he took that day captured that great, yeah. it captured what you know the studio was at that time and it captured you know the people who were starting to warm up during the show was capturing Rudy and absolutely um, there's a photo of Rudy from that shoot it's that so is good. so iconic and so Rudy you know like it's absolutely just, when you talk to that guy it's like that photo really encapsulates I know exactly like, which one yeah. you're talking oh about. yeah we're yeah, yeah just chilling oh and yeah. it's and, but that was that was the day I got introduced to him but that's you know that kind of you know you could tell the effort you can tell the the drive during the whole the whole time but you know from the pictures I've seen and trying to capture the process, you know, the process of making coffee, there's a lot of steps. And it's a lot of stuff that's, you know, can seem static, but when you get the right picture, can bring that dynamism to it. Because coffee is so dynamic and exciting. And how do you capture that in a picture? That's that's a cool thing. And there's still people involved, too. And For sure. So I think we're making a good segue here because there's like there's probably a lot of reasons why coffee brands lean so much into photography, right? Yeah, I can always rely on Chris for segues. <laughs> I love it. Oh, great one. Man, that was so good. <laughs> was smooth. I, I love calling out the segues when I do them. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, I feel great this about that. This was a that. good one. <laughs> You're going to have to cut like half of it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, one of my theories is that like people hate being told about coffee. The more you talk about coffee, the less people are listening. So we have to find another way to communicate like different unique aspects of what we're doing. And pictures really get people's attention. They connect in a different way. But uh, when you dive in beyond brands, there's there are publications. Again, like we've talked about right. coffee people and stand art. I mean, there are people publishing whole books of coffee photography. That's There's one coming out of the Quindío region of Colombia that we mentioned earlier. Oh. Um, I mean, it's we called We Belong, book. and it's about specifically women coffee farmers in Quindío. It's, it, it looks beautiful. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, there are coffee photography hobbyists, uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Stock photos of coffee find their way into promotional materials for every kind of group. Government groups, entrepreneurial groups, banks and investment groups, even churches, <laughs> right? Like what church doesn't have like the, you know, we're so hip, we're, we're drinking coffee. Oh, for sure. Pictures, right? So like, so what I want to get from you, Narada... Uh, and from you, Aaron, someone who, you know, you've both kind yeah. of been in both worlds now. I've had a, a small, you know, I don't want to call it a career, but background in photography. I did a little bit of professional work at one point, but mine was more weddings focused, you know, standard okay. professional yeah. photography stuff. And it's always cool to see someone else who's kind of tapped into a different aspect because weddings are great. But oftentimes they're so boring. Don't you ask know, Richard <laughs> Cologne to do a wedding. You know, apparently. you get the, <laughs> you get the same me. shots. <laughs> Don't ask Narada to do a wedding. I know. I talked about it. He was like, oh, heck no. You can't, no. You can't put on the happy face for no. that. Although I have I to tell you. I can smile all day, but it, what difference <laughs> is that? A little more stress <laughs> level later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's, here's the one thing. If you've ever done a wedding, the pastors are so specific on what they want. And I had a couple pastors who were like, Whatever you do, you are not coming up or behind me at all. And I'm like, that's one of the best angles. You're trying to get the bride and groom together, and how can you not go back there? Okay, like, I don't talk about this, but in another life, I was a pastor, and I did a lot of weddings, and I didn't even talk to the, like, I just let the For bride sure. talk to the photographer. That's so weird to me that, yeah, that, that, you, so that cool. it was actually the pastors who were the problems. I'm like, I don't, this is your thing. I, oof. I actually Ooh. ended up meeting this pastor out there and whenever a wedding would come up, he would call me and we had a great relationship and we'd show up and it was just, you know, cordial the whole time. 
and he knew where I was going to be. And sometimes he would be watching for me and moving out of the way. And other times, yeah, you know, I did the, the same way, thing. Dude. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Hey, if I'm going to do your wedding, can I send you a pastor? Like this guy rocks. <laughs> there you go. So. There you go. So what, okay. So we got to pull this back, right? We got to pull this back to coffee. <laughs> What's the connection between coffee and photography? What makes coffee photogenic? What makes photography the right medium for communicating about coffee? And I'm just going to let you guys run for a minute. Uh Oh, here we go. All right. You can start off with this one. All right. I mean, one of the obvious things I think is in general, coffee draws a certain crowd and that crowd tends to be a little bit more artistic in nature. Um, just trying to, they've all got some sort of artistic outlet there. Photography, I think is one of the easiest, easiest ones to pick up. I mean, you grab a camera or your iPhone at this point, right? There are more on ramps for photography than, you know, yeah. And you just start snapping. Everyone's got an Instagram. It's all photos. So, you know, that's kind of my initial take there. Well, I guess my connection is with photography and coffee. I think the better you are at photographing the smaller items means the better photographer you are. So if you can capture a coffee bean, you're pretty skillful because it's pretty hard to capture coffee beans. Pretty sure. small. We have a really bad picture of a coffee bean in front of us. I have to disagree on that one. It's it's terrible. Um, <laughs> Makes and, me not want the coffee. <laughs> and uh, before we get into that. Um, it looks like an old banana. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I see that now. Like I, I don't want to drink that. It actually looks like a, a bruised fruit there a little bit. It does. Like... But it's a hard coffee bean, so you know it's not bruised. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, Enred, I got to ask you, when we were at that photo shoot, you had that crazy lens that I wasn't, you know, can you talk just a quick minute about what that was? Because that's a great lens for getting your shoots. So that lens was a macro lens. So it gets one-to-one mag- magnification on it. So I can literally pick up anything and go up to a person's eyeball on a rock on the ground anything like that and it picks it up in micro detail so for coffee photography like i said to be able to capture stuff small for sure obviously it makes sense to have a macro lens i was so jealous when i saw that yeah so you know that's my little bag of tricks one of them (laughs) but uh i mean you can use a macro lens for regular portraits all types of stuff actually so for sure it takes uh you can't have any shake no shake. Oh, it picks up. Does it pick up it picks everything? Up every little bit. You think you have something clear and you get home and I'm so high detail. If I have any noise, I can't use it. What's a, what's a shutter speed you got to crank out for that one? I shoot an aperture priority. Okay. I don't, it, it wastes too much time. You're missing moments messing around with the shutter speed. Sure. I can appreciate that. You know, <laughs> especially digital nowadays. Like you have the opportunity to keep on taking and keep on taking, um, part that I was wondering is, you know, people who take pictures of coffee stuff, you'll you see latte art pictures, you'll see pictures of coffee shops and, you know, that kind of thing. But taking pictures of production is a whole different, whole different world. How, how much did you end up learning about production that has made you better at taking the pictures that you didn't know before? <clears throat> That's a great connection there. Um, first, I'd like to say, that's a huge part of why photography is connected with coffee is this latte art stuff. 
You know? Yeah, uh -huh. a lot yeah, of sure. people do yeah. that. It's not really my thing, so. And a lot of people <laughs> think that they're photographers because they can take a picture of a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> full scale there, but I'm going <laughs> to go back to the production side. Like you said, so what Chris was saying there, so I connected back. I think that being able to take pictures of the production side shows the person like Wade how hard they work. Okay, so that's what I really want to display at that point is how much hard work that the roaster is actually putting into all the work, which is always Wade. I Don't didn't think work about with anyone that. else. Yeah, so that's really what I try to put into all my work is this to show whoever is the person who is the creator, how much work and dedication they put into it. That's really my main focus is whatever the product is, is almost the after for me. That's you know? a, that's a really cool aspect because I keep, I've never heard that coming from before, but seeing your work, that makes a lot of sense. It's always so human. Yeah. So, you know, I just try to show that side of it, but actually what I actually appreciate more out of all of this is how much I've learned about coffee from working with Wade. What, what's the most surprising thing that you learned that you didn't know before? I was a complete idiot and thought dark roast meant it had more caffeine in it. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say to most people, don't think that's the case because the lighter the roast is. For sure. Correct? Uh, yeah. And we'll, uh, what is it, Death Wish Coffee, ultimate dark roast there? Yeah. You know, so, you know. Thinking blacker to berry, sweeter to juice, all, you know, more caffeine or whatever the case is. <laughs> I, I don't is think there. I've ever used that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't have. Well, you can that use out. it when you're around me. Go ahead. You got to pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's great to hear somebody like really diving in and learning about it too, because it's, you know, as a nerd, I, I love the details of it, but having somebody really start to learn about it. And start to capture, because when you're talking about the work, I mean, people who are passionate about what they do, that's the stuff that's fun to take pictures it's of. Absolutely. And you know what? When when you capture that moment of somebody who's doing their thing, they just can't not be doing their thing, that it's hard, it's hard not to get excited about capturing that and getting that passion in a picture. Like, I've, I've, I think it was, you know, the first time we recorded in the studio that I think it was Richard... Uh, Richard or Quadri grabbed a picture of me just setting up. Yeah. And it was, I didn't, I wasn't prepping. I wasn't doing anything, but I was just doing the thing. I was getting everybody ready and he captured a picture of that. And I'm like, oh man, that, that's, that's the one that's, that shows me doing my thing in a way that it's hard for me. I don't get feelings about the stuff I do all the time, but when somebody grabs the picture of you just doing the thing that you can't not do you have to do it and it's your natural it feels it feels special so it's like you know? seeing yourself outside God, of yourself yes pl plug for just can't not the new podcast from lunchador <laughs> podcast network so <laughs> it's like seeing yourself outside of yourself right yeah it's exactly like that so like you typically don't see that a lot of people don't give their self credits for the things that they do so if i'm working with a person uh an artist whoever it is let's just keep using wade i see a, this you know, the frowd brows when he's looking at the computer screen and stuff like that. They don't see that. But if you yeah. capture that stuff, it shows how much hard work and dedication. I mean, if you look back to the oldest photos of like Picasso when he was working and stuff, I mean, those photos are sick. Yeah. Because, you know, you just get a feel 
of the time and everything that was going on. And the focus, right back the to intensity it. that they've got while they're working. Exactly. So, you know, I think I also like to make sure that people, Wade has children. They need these memories. They need to see these things. They need to know what their fathers did. You know, I feel like it's not enough of that around for people to actually have that wrap around. For sure. I mean, especially these days with digital, I was just having this conversation. I've got, you know, I'm a hobbyist photographer now and I've got a terabyte hard drive pretty much full of photos. And when I realized this, cause I was running out of space and I had to figure out what to do. The worst I feeling. I haven't looked at those photos in probably 10 years. And I was like, do I even need these at this point? Absolutely. Right. So now it's got to figure out what I'm going to do with all of those. And you've grown as a person since then. So say you want to edit them, you'll edit them differently. Say someone calls me, an unfortunate situation happens, right? This person no longer with us. They contact me. I got what you need. I got tons of memories. Oh. I keep stuff for people. I keep all that stuff because, you know, my grandpa retired from Kodak. So that memory stuff is like embedded in me. So I guess that's part of the reason why I go so hard to make sure I capture these things in certain ways and unique because I don't want to get lost in the sea of for sure. You know, digital. And, you know, as a digital guy, I don't shoot like, it's not like that because I don't want to go home and edit all night. Okay. And sift through doesn't, 800 doesn't like photos that. of the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't work like that here. So if you anything, I shoot almost like if I'm shooting film. So, you know, and you do shoot less film, exposure. Right? No, no, I don't. I let those guys have that. Okay. I saw, <laughs> they can I have saw that. a couple shoot of you walking around with some of those film guys. Yeah. Because you know, I'm creating memories for them, right? Right. That's what we're here for. Who, who photographs the photographers. <laughs> and I love yeah. when Wade gets behind yeah. the scenes of me. I mean, those are my favorite photos. I mean, when I see myself working, because it takes me right back to that feeling, the time, what you felt when you were creating and all those things. So that's what it's here. It's all about. And uh, yeah, real quick, what'd your dad do at Kodak? It's my grandpa. Uh, it was image, something about image processing. Not exactly what I do. It so. might have been those... Uh, those automatic machines? Yeah, he, I got tons of pictures of him with those big, huge machines. So My dad got into Kodak because he was uh, a medical tech, I think, at one point. So he oh. was doing, like, blood processing and other stuff like that at the hospital. You know, it's kind of a entry-level position almost. Yeah. And then somehow he got recruited by Kodak because they did a ton of imaging for medical companies yeah absolutely and so he was he wasn't like analyzing photos but he was like developing the chemical structure and stuff like that which now to think of it that might not be out there anywhere yeah i think it was the vitros and analyzers it's like yeah. the most rochester thing i've ever heard oh it really he was in he was in medicine and he crossed over to kodak right sure. <laughs> like that's right. like yeah, that's, he that's had a mediocre our, career in medicine here for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, mediocre be, career in medicine. Now it's time to go into Kodak. <laughs> it's like now it's flipped around. That's Dude, yeah. It'd be interesting to know if our, you know, your granddad and mine ever crossed paths there. I bet, I bet we'll have to find that out. Yeah. Let's see. And Let's that, that those photograph stuff that's not going to be on like ancestry dot com when someone decides they want to go research the family history there. No. But I also do stock photography, like we were talking about. I mean, Wade stuff could be stock photography for sure for coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what was that? Dude, that one shot, I was looking for it when I was sifting through your stuff. Uh, you had gotten up and 
were shooting above the roaster and I don't, I don't know if you planned it, but you hit it where there was some sort of reflection that was just perfect. Like everybody looked at it and was like, that's the shot. Like that's the one that's going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was all intentional too. You had like dusted it off and everything. And then, you know, what's funny about that shot is now Loring has since, cause they reposted your shot, Oh, but they have since posted reposted probably like i don't hesitate to say a hundred of those so where many. people saw that and they immediately went and got it and like that's copied awesome. it like that's it's, so cool it's been so fascinating i'm like so nobody realized this was there until it until was, nrad saw right. it and then now everyone's like this is the best angle on the roaster that <laughs> like, moment yeah, was so, so good crazy because we i just sat my phone up there and then i went up there to grab it and i was like oh my phone was recording it and it was like the perfect reflection right so it was like perfectly it was crazy and i was like oh my god wait this looks so crazy and he looked at it and then he's like we got to go up there and clean it cleaned it <laughs> yeah and it was over from there i mean it's we, beautiful I we got to make sure that makes it into the uh the show notes there oh yeah yeah that's, that's a, a good one but you're right shot. i mean th- those moments when you realize it, you have to take advantage you have to live in it you can't you can't wait and you can't plan on it sometimes when it strikes you have to be ready but that's where the work comes in, where you've already prepped. You've already, you're already ready to do that when the moment comes. You know, I'm sure like when you get a you know, when you get a coffee and it's like, oh, I did a test roast and this is special. You've done the work. You don't have to think about the rest because you've already done the work, and you know where you're going. You see that you see a opportunity. You go right at it. Well, the act of doing, I say, all the time is the most powerful thing. You can't. Okay, so my finger taking this picture. If I don't do it right now, next second, somebody else can take that picture and I lost that moment and I can look on Instagram how fast social media moves and I could be upset. And I used to go through that all the time. Oh, I should have did that. Yeah. I don't go through that anymore. And and you're the guy now that everyone's looking at and be like, why didn't I hit that before? I try, I try. So, you know, sometimes that's how things work out and it wakes you up, but I mean, I feel like the most unique situations make the most beautiful outcomes sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're like already way over time, yeah. um, which is, which is great. Um, I do have a couple more, couple more questions on this thread, but I think maybe we could skip ahead. Give me one. I, I can answer it quick. Okay. Uh, is there any trade-off when we're communicating coffee with photography? Are there things about coffee that either can't be communicated with photos or aren't very effectively communicated in photos that people like are always trying to jam in there that maybe they, maybe it's like. So I would say with, with coffee motion, it's kind of hard to capture in okay. a photo. Yeah. Um, that's There's why not we, as much as it seems like there would be. It's not, I mean, you, <laughs> you drop in beans trying yeah, to get them to yeah. bounce and stuff. It's just like, I'm a guy that likes clear cut focus. Uh-huh. So I don't like all that blur and all that, you know, so I don't really care for yeah, those kind of Yeah, some people shots. try and intentionally get it blurred. Yeah, and I mean, if it's food, it shouldn't be blurry. It's food. It should be <laughs> clear. I want to, yeah. you know, I, it shouldn't be too much creative spin on food. For sure, and <laughs> in a lot of food you're probably photographing, there's production detail in it. It's beautiful in itself, you know. The beans, even the green beans that we shot, I mean, they were beautiful. They didn't look like that green bean. I nah. don't. Nah. I don't like Only that the banana best. bean. That's a banana <laughs> bean. <laughs> no banana beans. <laughs> so 
I have to say, one of the reasons I liked this was having the coffee itself. I felt like I got the funk in the bean. And a little bit, I was a little fascinated that they threw this little card in. Um, you know, going back to what's on the bag, this was in the bag. In so the bag. What's in the bag now is a Yikes. could be a thing. It's kind of interesting. That <laughs> they Should put only it be in coffee the in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. I mean, yeah, anything that can connect you more. And I think like one of the themes of this whole conversation is like coffee connects a lot of people in in the supply chain, and also just like people connect around coffee when they're drinking it. And like you might not always be connected to like your roaster or the process that like I'm doing, but you you know photos actually provide an opportunity for that. And you were saying like photos connect people through time; they connect you to yourself. They're a creative process where you have to be very connected to the moment. Like so, it really feels like this idea of connection just keeps coming up, and the idea of like just the very the very humanity of photos and the very humanity of coffee might be one of the reasons why they really jive. So. I mean, you are the connector. I mean, you've connected me with so many different businesses and people and things like that. And they're all lucky to have you. I mean, but they all need you because everybody needs coffee, right? So I'm kind of letting everybody know they need pictures. So it kind of works. But, you know, even the work we did with Little Monster, working with Ian. Right, yeah, yeah. We tie it back to the motion thing, right? So we did video that day. And remember, we were standing so in the studio. And I replayed it on the, on the screen and... I've actually got like two or three other bookings from people because they remember that behind the scenes video and how you responded to seeing the coffee coming out of the machine. It was so perfect. I love those videos. The way it was like I just made another reel marble. of those videos. Yeah, they're so beautiful. <laughs> just last week. Are they are they posted anywhere? My, uh, my Instagram, my website. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The so video it's uh, Aporia Coffee Co. on Instagram and aporiacoffee.com. That's where you'll find a lot of NRAD. My name's Chris Lindstrom, the host of the Food About Town podcast. Ten years of talking food and drink in Rochester. So much has changed. Started recording with an iPhone on a table, and through many iterations, we are proud to be a broadcast-level road studio with a dedicated table and up to six people recording at once. The new studio has me amped up to welcome a wide variety of new guests to the podcast and have real in-depth conversations with the people that make our area special. Subscribe to the Food About Town podcast to catch new episodes as soon as they release. And stay tuned for exciting news from the Lunchador Podcast Network, your home for amazing and wide-ranging podcasts in Rochester. Yeah, so we're like super over time now, but we did think an excellent way to end this episode would be to capture some reactions to coffee photography in real time, okay? So I'm going to let Aaron who right. is the only one who's really studied most of these, uh, introduce them while, okay, Narada and Chris and I, we're going to give our unfiltered reactions. Take it away, Aaron. Okay, so I got to ask uh, the crew here what they want to look at. Um, we talked about this originally, so I'm going to skip you know, the photo series one because it's standard photos. And we talked about all of those and went past it there. So... Uh, got two options there do we want to look at the trying to capture the standard photos in a new way or do we want to look at the ways that websites are trying to photograph their bags drive it man drive it man do your worst drive us right to it all right what is going to get the best from 
from Enrad because okay. he's got a lot of thoughts, I'm sure. Don't, okay. Don't do the second one. Do the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the first one? You want to see the bad ones? Yeah. All right. That'll be Simon Cowell. So if you, you, they should all have the folder here. Open up the uh, photo series one. It's the first one there. Okay. And we can just go photo by photo. There's three. So let's, uh, let's hit the first one here. Because you've all seen this. We're going to post it. And uh, it is the standard bottomless portafilter espresso coming out. I mean, it, it, it looks, I mean, you get some striping. It's not, it's a it's a classic shot for a reason. I, I, I kind of like some of it. It's a little bit basic, but it's, you know, the the tiger striping, it looks, it looks nice. It's it looks, little, yeah. it's fine. It looks nice. That's it. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I mean, it's, it passes. I mean, it's well constructed. Like it's good. not phenomenal, but it's fine. It's just done to death. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, good like, composition. You know, it's in the center, but I don't like the machine in the background looks dirty, or their lens was dirty, or something. Oh, was going yeah. On oh, there. what is that? That graininess you right see there. That right shadow? Yeah, so what is like, that? They either that. they needed to dehaze that or. You know, oh yeah, that's I see something's what you mean. going on there. Yeah. I don't know if it's the steam. I was gonna say it might be steam. It could be the steam. Yeah, I see some steam, but I don't. Under, I don't but... love that. And no, I mean, that's fair. You can definitely capture steam in a beautiful way, which you yeah. have. Way to have. Yeah. yeah. So there, there is a little bit of sharpness in the actual portafilter itself, for sure. Like you get a little bit in there, but you're right. The rest of it's a little bit. Eh, yeah. Fair mm. enough. I'm. I'm wondering if that could, if it should be phased out, maybe just yeah. to uh, get people. Uh, Looking at something else there. I mean, I feel like if I see this on an Instagram or on a website, I'm I'm mostly think, looking at that thinking like they're out of ideas. And right. they should have cleaned <laughs> it. They should have cleaned it as well uh, <laughs> underneath there around the ring. I mean, that's dirty. It looks, you know, they should have either took care of that or it shouldn't be there. Mm. Nice. See what I'm saying? Gotcha. Right here? Yeah. Yeah. This. I don't like that. Oh anything. yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's below that the basket. Really the little, uh, oh yeah, the little ring that's showing in the portafilter itself. Hard to clean. I'm too. very high detail. You see, I notice all that weird yeah. stuff. I'm like, I did. Wow. That's uh, a. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that looking at this. I don't know mm -hmm. that I would have picked up on a little or half that. You know, yeah. just looking at this photo scrutiny wise. What's yeah. next on your next. list, there, Aaron? <laughs> all right, so photo two. I'm not even going to describe this yet. I'm going to have a. And <laughs> you this need to see the look on horrible. his face. Wait, Wayne and I were both <laughs> exhaling at the same this time. This photo is so horrible. Like, what is happening? It's the worst stock image if, ever. If you are listening First to this, all, you need to look at these <laughs> so that you can see what not to do in the future for your Instagram. It's, I it's, wasn't trying to mimic Wade. We both exhaled yeah, at the same, the same time. I can like, destroy ugh. this image, actually. <laughs> Go. Let's, let's have it. It's overexposed. It shouldn't have texture. You shouldn't add texture on to froth, okay? You don't. It should look smooth. Ah, uh, yeah. And these beans look like they've been sogged and like sitting in hot dog water. They look <laughs> wet. Like they so it's it's weird. So <laughs> so what I think what you're also grabbing is like you know you're grabbing some of the stuff isn't actually the picture. Some of it's how like you know it's it the degra it's the degradation of the oh, yeah. of the foam of the coffee. So it's not. The second that stuff gets poured, it starts to die. Yeah. It starts, the bubbles get bigger, they pop. So that so less the silkiness, texture. right? So you're actually getting that graininess. It's actually the foam itself. It's and the, the oiliness of the beans, they're trying to capture that sheen. Right. But when you're taking pictures of Wade's coffee, you're not getting sheen on it because 
it hasn't extracted as many of the oils. Oily so beans are dying. That's a, that's a <laughs> this sprayed is, bean. This is a, a well, French roast or a so dark you, roast in there. When you roast dark, all the oils come out and they'll sheen on the outside. They look crazy. So now, it's, like it's decomposing, the cell wall is decomposing. Because like that's the first thing I noticed Blah. was like, oh, we're getting oily beans yep. and degraded foam, and, and you're like, it's just not interesting. And, and it's I, overexposed. So yeah. if you look over at the right corner on the handle, the handle of the cup, it's you see how uh-huh. it's, it's blown blowing. Out. It's blown yeah. out. Yep. It's yeah. super. It's a white so cup. The, all they had to do was turn down their highlights. I could tell them a lot of stuff, but anyway, <laughs> that's great. That's this. This, this is, is what, what I do. Know, to make this is sure what I, I wanted, good. by the way. Quick up. Next up, Aaron. All right. Last one there. I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, this one's great. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. God this photo is horrible. Do they key out the background <laughs> and it's out of focus? <laughs> uh, man. That's, that's what the floor looks like, man. I'm going to critique it. got to work with. You know, so, I will critique so, my own photo. Oh, this is Enrad's photo. Oh, this no. is, is itself a standard photo. I originally was going to crop it so his name was off of it. And <laughs> I hope that it I wanted sure. him not to recognize Absolutely, it. Absolutely, I would have recognized it. <laughs> that, that floor, you can't. That floor is brutal. I, yeah. I actually tried like to uh, change the color on it. It <laughs> because, is. But I kept getting an outline of it around the hand there. It's and I was green. So yeah. that Jet tells you enough. <laughs> yeah. where, was, where was this taken? This was taken. It's at the roastery. At the yeah. roastery. Yeah. Secret location. I was going to say, I don't remember a green floor anywhere. Oh, yeah, no. You might not notice it it's until there. it's like omnipresent in these photos. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it, it worked for a nice little backdrop because it worked with the green bean. Yeah. But I will critique myself here. Okay. I got my highlights on point. All right. Okay. The exposure is good. But the beans, it's embarrassing. They're, they're <laughs> a little off focus. Be a little off focus. My focus could have been tighter here. But I was using a macro lens, you know, which is hard to take this photo. It's hand hard held. to get all the beans in focus when you're really yeah, centered exactly. on the center of it. And especially these are at, they go into the back of the photo. That's so exactly depth you of field. You have to have gonna bring yeah, yeah. that huge depth of field there to capture all of that. It's called bokeh. 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 Yeah. They changed it since I was studying photography at all. Yeah, it's called Boca, so that's why I like shooting aperture priority because I like controlling that. Does Boca stand for something? No, it's it's a full word. B-O-K-E-H. Yep. Huh. All right. You know it. Okay, Chris. (laughs) I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. All right. No, so the the part that grabbed me was, you know, it like the, the fade on the hand almost seemed grainy and digital- you know, like digital grain, now a grain, yeah. but almost like um a fade, like a compression, blur like an intentional. Yeah, it like almost looked like compression, like like it was like digitally compressed, like almost see pixels. Yeah. So that was the part that grabbed me. It almost looked like it was keyed and then like digitally, like faded, in a way, like just from a quick glance from a distance. That was what grabbed me. And then when I when I moved over, I'm like, oh, the inside stuff is really focused, and right. the detail is sharp. Yeah, there it's the difference there. So yeah, and the so green the green background almost makes the hand almost look fake a little bit if you look around the edges. Hey, yeah, that hey, was what inexperienced I noticed. Experienced hand model here. Come on, <laughs> don't blame the hand. So that's because that lens <laughs> drops down to a really low f stop. So. That makes a bokeh. So you see yeah. the top of the hand there. Those beans are extremely blurred out. Right. Yeah, for sure. But then the other ones are, you know, pretty darn crisp there. I mean, you can see Wade's fingerprints on his thumb. <laughs> it's his true. Thumb. So it's 
pretty you got those pretty not get my social security from this photo though so <laughs> it's only be so much good lifting my prints i get his fingerprint scanned for his phone man that's pretty coffee i mean it, I is. Like it is the beans look great the beans those are nice beans they're not bruised they're not i mean i don't know what caused the discoloration of the silver skin on that picture over there yeah but there's none of it here you can see that like it's the right color i love it so So i white balance and i old school white balance as in wade see me i pop out with my grace my gray card i don't trust the camera to do it i mean they do it right but i mean i like to know that i for sure took a grayscale white balance picture Mm. which always catches the same shade of gray no matter what setting color wherever you are you can have any tungsten and light whatever man i got a no lot to learn from what, you yeah no matter what if you take a picture of that and i put that into lightroom and then i drop that into there it'd make everything look exactly and that's why Ooh. a lot of my photos everything looks true to color because being an african-american person we have so many pictures where we don't i was gonna ask you about look. this wow, yeah so people love working with me because i make sure to focus on that it's a big thing for me i and uh you know a while back I was hearing that someone was trying to develop actually black focus. Have you heard anything about that or it's seen just, it? This is ridiculous. You don't need <laughs> that. Just know your ISO better. Yeah. And know your, you know, your ex- exposure assistance better. And everybody should be able to be captured. I mean, my partner I'll, is, is, is white. So, <laughs> I mean, I take plenty of pictures of us together and we uh-huh. have both the correct, the text. correct skin. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it's it's paying attention, paying attention to what you're taking a picture of, doing the work, and making sure you're doing a good job, and in not ignoring not ignoring a big part of what you're taking a picture of. Absolutely. You know, ca- capturing somebody in their fullest means getting them and, and taking the, the time. We got a link to uh, your stuff from uh, city newspaper of that event there. Um, you know they. Those photos capture everything you were talking about there from those were amazing. the hard work. Yeah, I love those. Uh, the color photo and even the everyone's personality comes through in those photos. That's a big thing I try to focus on is, you know, actually I get down right where the action is. If and I'm working with kids, I'm on the floor. If I'm working with the coffee, I'm inside the Lauren. Like you got to do <laughs> don't don't things. don't get in don't get in the roaster. Definitely don't get in the roaster. In a sanitary <laughs> manner. Don't do it. Sanitary. Just do it now. Perfectly sanitary <laughs> manner. Do it, now. it was definitely Always. sanitary, but I was in there. <laughs> you know. And it got reposted on Instagram, so I don't think they didn't like it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I love what you said. Every everybody should be captured, right? Like everybody deserves to be captured. Everyone. I love that. I think that's a great parting thought. Um, Aaron, you have any any more parting thoughts? Um, I think we covered everything, yeah. and I was looking at the questions we had, and we went through all of those super fast. So yeah. I'm glad uh, we got all of this. Definitely appreciate having you, Enrad, and Absolutely. thank you for listening. Thanks to producer Chris Lindstrom and the Food About Town studio. Special thanks to our sponsor, Nominate Meals. Uh, if you like the show, you can find us on Substack or Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends to listen. Thanks to my co-host, Aaron Pescucci, and our special guest, Narada Riley. You can find us on Instagram at levelup.wny. Please reach out with any questions or requests for future episodes. You can DM us, and I promise someone will read it. Enjoy your coffee. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network.
We on, baby! We nice are person. on! Great job.